that gives that joy and peace to have the song. He gives you that song. I'm longing for the song each day, each moment of the day. Oh, Lord, fill my cup. Help me to lift it up that you fill it up. That I'll have the joy to share the gospel as Connie was teaching in the Sunday school room. It's, it's got to be shown. The Lord is going to show his gospel through us, and he gives us the strength. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Sing with us this morning. Time to 
keeping that promise hallelujah don't turn to the left or right and in the midst of darkness let this be your light keep your eyes on Jesus
who are we that you would be mindful of us what do you see that's worth looking our way we are free in ways that we
I'm getting ready for the coming of the King. I'm getting ready for the coming of the King of Kings. Oh, I'm getting ready for the coming of the King. Coming down, he's coming down for you. So I'm getting ready for the coming of the king. Coming 
something real simple because I'm going to try my best to cut it short because it's getting late and I'm going to talk to you about something God put on my heart and uh, I don't know how to tell you this but I don't care who you are you're not done yet I know God saved me I know he saved me as a teenager and I know for years and years I've been trying to walk with God. <clears throat> but can I tell you, he's working on me still. And if you don't realize that God's still working on you, I don't care how old you are, how 
how young you are, this is some of the problem in the church right now. And I believe that's why God put this on my heart, because we have to see some things today. God has been working on us. I thought when Randy talked about the suffering last, uh, last week, he's telling us something personal about ourself, because we live in luxury. We live compared to where peoples came from, where some, I got a neighbor that came from Sudan, and he told me and my wife, and he said he said it to his little boy. He said he'll never understand how I was raised. He said there was three or four families raised in one room. And he said the floor was dirt. And he said my little boys, my little girl will never see that. But he said I know where I came from. And I want to tell you something, other. I don't care who you are. God knows where you come from. And he knows what's inside of your heart. And he's trying to prepare us for that kingdom that's coming. How many knows what I'm talking about? The, the king is fixing in the twinkling of an eye to call us home. And I want to be ready. I don't know about you, but I've already realized that focusing upon this world and all the things in this world doesn't give me what I need. What I need is in him. And if I stay with that, God will keep working. What Mikey said, you know what, Mikey, he, real, he realized that God's still working on him. Praise God, he's still working on you. That's what we come to church for. But I want to talk to you about God is truth. How many knows God is truth? When you look at the, in the Bible, the Bible says in Titus it talks about God who cannot lie. How many knows God can't tell a lie? It also says in Hebrews 6.18, it's impossible for God to lie. Why? Because of who he is. But how many knows that's not so easy? That's not so simple for me and you. See, I realize God saved me, and I realize God brought me to the light. But my flesh don't want to go that way. My flesh wants to go the other way. But praise God for God's truth. You know God didn't change the standards when he called us, when he called your name. He didn't change the standard and say, so you, you like certain things of this world and you're allowing them to control you. God said, I didn't change the standard. You have to surrender yourself to him. And you have to understand, he always speaks the truth. And he knows the truth about every person in here. And I want to tell you something. When truth walks in the room, hear what I'm telling you. I don't care what you're going through in your life. I don't care who you're married to. I don't care who your children are. I don't care who your parents were. Can I tell you, when truth walks into the story that's going on in your life right now, truth will set it straight if you allow it. Why? Because we serve a God of truth. And he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed one bit all this time. God still speaks truth. We don't want to hear the truth. America don't want to hear the truth. They've changed the truth. They say there is no absolutes. It's true for you, but not true for me. I'm going to tell you, if you'll listen to that, it'll drag you the way the enemy wants to tell you. But God will tell you, I am the truth. I am the way, I am the life. And if you're going to find truth, you're going to find it in him. And if you ever straighten your act up 
It'll be because the truth has spoke to you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. God is truth. Jesus Christ says, I am the way and the truth. Moses brought the law. The law was nothing wrong with the law. The law was perfect. Why? Because God wrote the law. How many knows what I'm talking about? The law is right because God wrote it. He didn't have to change it. He don't have to change nothing. Because what he spoke was true. It's still wrong to kill. You can line up the Ten Commandments and find out truth's right there. Right there staring in the faces. But God knew the weakness of man. So God sent his only begotten son. Not only to pay our price. But to reveal to us what it means to walk in the word of God. I mean, here's what I'm saying. See, that's our problem. The world keeps changing because, oh, well, that was the way they did it years ago. We don't do it that way no more. And you know what? As long as we keep playing that game, guess what? Truth ain't invited into the story. Truth gets put out of the way. Uh, sorry, we don't want to hear that. That's old-fashioned. I'm going to tell you something. I want to hear what God says to me. I need to hear the truth. I might not want to hear it, but I need to hear it. And so do you. Our children being raised needs to hear the truth. If you're waiting for the teacher to teach them, or if you're waiting for even your Sunday school teacher to do it, they need to see the truth in you. They need to see that you fail. They need to see that you love. They need to see that you pay a price and suffer sometimes for the things going on, for the decisions we make. Because if they're ever going to walk this truth, they need to understand what they're, what they're facing in the future. I want to read a couple of verses. 119th Psalm. It talks a lot about the truth in 119th Psalm. But in verse 30 it says, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. That's a good scripture. I've chosen the truth. Can you say that? Can you ask God... Lord, I want something, but what's the real truth about what's going on? Is it my ego? Is this right for me, God? Have I asked you about this? Have I talked to you about this, Lord? Because we got churches full of people that all they want is what they want, and they want God to bless it. But they don't ask God what it's about. They don't ask God for the truth of what's going on. 142nd uh, verse of the 119th says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Thou art near, O Lord, in verse 151, says, Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. There it is. God's commandments are truth. You can't, you can't go to God's commandments and find anything wrong in them. Because they're right. They're true. I want you to turn to Matthew 5.17, if you will. Fifth chapter. This is Jesus come, and he's teaching. Now, I want you to hear this, because we avoid these subjects a lot of times, especially in America. And you can find when you look at America today, or you look across this world, 
that we're avoiding this scripture that Jesus is talking about. He came to teach us God's way. He came to reveal us what the Heavenly Father requires in a walk with us. He reveals the meaning of God's word of truth. Listen to this. Matthew 5.17 says this. Think not that I am come to destroy the law, Jesus said, or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. How many knows Jesus didn't come to destroy the law? He came to fulfill the law. Now you all have heard that before. But sometimes we have a little problem with this next verse. And I want you to hear it. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Now you notice he didn't say he ain't in the kingdom of heaven. He said he's the least in the kingdom of heaven. And I want to tell you something now that. I'm not trying to tell somebody they're going to hell if they don't teach what I teach. But I'm going to tell you something. If you listen to the truth of the Word of God, if you have the Holy Spirit of truth inside of you, He will lead you and teach you and guide you into all areas. He will remind you what Jesus said. And He was with you everywhere you go. He's with you when you read this Word. He knows because He was there when this Word was written. What am I saying? I'm going to say this way. I ain't perfect. You ain't perfect. God's still working on us. I say things you don't understand something. Everything I say ain't God's words. I say some things God corrects me on. I say some things, and if I had to get up every week sometimes and apologize on how I said it, I'd spend another whole sermon apologizing. And you don't want to hear it. But don't take my word, take his word. And take it into your spirit and let the Holy Spirit guide you into the truth of his word. But God's still working on me. God's still working on you. He's still molding and making us and helping us to walk like Jesus walked. So when he says this, he says they're the least in the commandment. You know what I see going on? I see churches teaching stuff that's not the gospel. Am I condemning them to hell? It's not my job. I'm not, their, I'm not the one that saved them. If they're saved and they know it, they're avoiding the truth because the word of truth and the word of the spirit inside of them will correct them if they allow it. But no, mom and dad said it was okay to live together. Oh, it was okay to, to accept whatever the world's doing. It's okay. Don't pay no attention. But how many knows when the spirit of truth walks in a room, all of a sudden, it ain't okay. I'm sorry to tell you, but it ain't. It ain't okay for me. It ain't okay for mine. It ain't okay for yours. I'm not trying to condemn nobody. I'm not trying to tell you you ain't saved. This says those that, that not only live these things, these least commandments, but they teach others that thing. We got churches teaching children and young people stuff that's not of God. And they think, don't you judge me. It's not the absolute truth just because you said it. No, I'm not talking about my truth. I'm talking about his truth. 
Get back to his truth. If his truth is what's speaking to you and you're getting away with it, you need to check yourself. You need to examine yourself daily. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Not trying to condemn nobody, but if you can't face the truth about what you're doing in your life, you need to look at this word. Don't wait for me to tell you about it. I'm telling you, look at it yourself. Because God cannot move you forward until you face the truth of what you're trying to avoid facing. I hate to say it that way, but the truth is the truth. And you know what? God is trying to tell me, and he's trying to tell, tell it like it is, even if it bothers you. Tell the truth. i got to face it. When I get down on my knees and I cry out to God, you know what God's going to do? He's going to remind me, you avoided the truth. You avoid telling it like it was. Are you excusing your own? Are you excusing somebody else? Listen to me, parents. You want to really love your children? Tell them the truth. Don't tell them just mom and dad's ideal. Don't tell them because mom and dad or grandma and grandpa thinks that stuff. Take it to the word of God. And bring out the truth of the word of God. And I promise you, God is going to bless you if you're willing to say, that's the truth and I'm not changing for it. And hold on to it. Whosoever, verse 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, this is Jesus, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. What's wrong with the scribes and Pharisees? Did you know the scribes and the Pharisees knew the law? They were the quickest in the world to come to Jesus and tell him he was doing something wrong. They were looking for it all the time. They were trying their best to condemn him. But how many knows Jesus came to reveal the Father's truth, to reveal the Word of God, to bring out the Word of God, what it meant to walk by it. But these men, and I want to hear it, scribes and the Pharisees, said, wait, it ain't my words, it's what Christ said. He said, do what they tell you to do because they're telling you the right thing. But don't do what they do because they don't raise their hand to do the, do the will of God. They don't step that direction. They don't like to do the will of God. They don't want God to condemn them. They like their position. They like their place. They like to hear the praises of people. Let me tell you something. Ministries are in trouble. If they don't hear this, because they need to hear the truth. And if God would, if they'll allow the Holy Spirit of God, the spirit of truth to work in them, guess what he will do? He will correct them. Then he will bless what they're doing. But see, it's not happening. Why? Because people like the money they're drawing in. They like the attention they're getting. They like the books they write. They like everything they like. I'm not picking them. I like to do something myself. Make some sense every once in a while. But more than anything, i got to follow what God says. I can't ever walk around that. 
I can't go away from it. And what's wrong with our world is the world that's out there doesn't understand where the church is. They don't know what truth is because we don't talk about the truth. We make excuses in the church. Not a, not a popular subject, I know. It says in verse 20, For I say to you, accept the righteousness. And verse 21, you, you, Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, listen to this, Thou shalt not kill, sixth commandment, of sixth of the ten commandments. It says, Thou shalt not kill. How many ever heard that one? That's true in English. Did, you, did God have to change? Did Jesus come to change that? Still wrong to kill somebody, isn't it? But listen to what Jesus said. He's going to the heart of the matter. Jesus says, but I say unto you that whosoever looks, or whosoever, where am I at? Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. You ever get angry at somebody? I, I tell you right now, I've got to fight that when I'm driving. I don't want to wish somebody ill will, but a little, a little car trouble to get off the road might help. <laughs> might help everybody around me. But I, you know what? I got to pray about that. And I got to be careful. Don't be criticizing people. And I got to be careful. Sometimes God makes those things happen right in front of you to teach you something. Lord, I got I to work on my patience. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka, which means useless or empty-headed, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Don't call nobody a fool. Don't call nobody a fool. I'm just warning you. I'm telling you what the word of God says. You could be in danger as if you took a gun and shot him. Because you're going to face judgment for what you're saying, what you're doing. Unless God would give you grace. And God would give you mercy to repent. You know what? Nobody wants to hear how strict God is. But I'm telling you, Jesus didn't come to make it easy on you and I. He made it a little tougher. Because he says it's not right for you to go around hating people without a cause. They hated him without a cause. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Learn to live on the love of Christ. Learn to live on his word and have mercy and grace for just like they had it for you. It goes on. It says, you have heard. Um, look down at verse 27. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh-oh. That's the seventh commandment. Next commandment. That's a hard one to talk about. Church don't like to talk about it. Listen to what I'm telling you. But I say unto you that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Wow. You mean that's as bad as doing the very act? Here's what I'm telling you. We got to face the truth, church. If we don't keep ourselves pure and walk in the truth of God, guess what we're doing? We're putting ourselves outside of the will of God, outside of the blessing of God, and God cannot deal with us that way. He takes the Holy Spirit, puts it on you, and lets you know 
Be careful, little eyes, where you go, what you see. Be careful what you're looking for, little eyes. Be careful, little ears, what you're wanting to hear. We watch television, computers, and they show you everything. You can't look up a Bible scripture that they ain't flashing somebody in front of you that's got half their clothes on advertising something else. And I thought to myself, why do they do that? That's an iPad. It's, a, it's just supposed to be able to look up scripture, Grant. That's what I'm trying to use it for. But they got to put all these commercials. Nobody's ever dealt with this, I guess. Maybe just me. But it's there. How many knows the enemy knows exactly how to push your buttons? And he'll work on you, and you better face the truth. Because God says, put those things to death. Mortify those deeds of the body. Mortify the things that's drawing you away from God. Put yourself in the hands of God. Holy Spirit, and you know they used to say, uh, if Jesus can't go with you, don't go there. Well, the Holy Spirit goes with you everywhere you go. Be careful, little eyes. Be careful, little ears. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. I'll leave that alone. Let's go to Matthew 5, 31. It said, It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a written writing of divorcement. But I say to you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced commits adultery. Now, you know what? I could dance around this, and I can tell you how justified everybody is, but I'm going to tell you something. That's between you and God. And I want you to understand something. Jesus said for fornication, more or less if somebody is having a, a relationship outside of the marriage, they're wrong in the eyes of God. And if you can't, if they've broken that trust between two that became one, hear me real clear, that two that became one, because this is something that God has ordained to be, you two become one. And when you do, and then that person goes and breaks that, that oath and that trust, and that love and that trust between each other, God calls that a serious crime. He calls it committing adultery. And the committing adultery, you have a right to say, you have broke the chain and I don't want to live with you that way no more. I don't trust you no more. You know, I'm sorry, I'm just telling you the way I read the Bible. Now there's other places, and it's in 1 Corinthians 7, where it talks about if you're a Christian and your husband don't want to live with you because you're a Christian, then you know what? The Bible teaches there, Paul teaches, that you can break that, and, and you know what? And you're not held by the law. You might like what I'm saying or not, but it's there. Look it up in 1 Corinthians 7. Some people make, uh, you know what? Why did, why did they bring this before Christ? Why was Jesus talking about this? Because even back in Moses' time, they came to him and wanted an excuse to get rid of their wife. And, and Jesus said to him, I think it's in Matthew 19, 8 and 9, he talks about how they, for the hardness of their heart, Moses wrote that, and said, I give them a written a divorcement. 
Because if you're going to live with somebody and you hate them and you don't want to be married to them no more and you're going to be cruel to them, you know what? God don't want that kind of a relationship. That's not the relationship he blessed when he put you together. I don't know why I'm saying that. Can I tell you? Other than God get put it down and it's right next to what else I'm reading. I just thought, you know what? That's got to be talked about. I don't, I don't know anybody's business and don't want to know anybody's business. Praise God I don't. I got enough problems with my own wife. She's, uh, she's lovely. You know I'm kidding. How many of those them are serious crimes? Serious crimes in the eyes of God. Jesus revealed the crime it was. And he also revealed the seriousness of it because he's not only telling you don't go out and commit adultery, but don't look upon someone and commit adultery in your heart and in your mind already. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry we live in a, 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 a society and a, a day and time where they're half-dressed and, they, and everything's about luring you into something. You know what? That's not the Christian's walk. We're supposed to get rid of the flesh. We're supposed to die to the flesh, die and rise up in the Holy Spirit of God. And let the Holy Spirit guide you everywhere you go. And the Holy Spirit will correct you. And can I tell you, none of us is perfect. Okay? Don't look away and say, oh, well, he's looking at me. No. I'm telling you, none of us is perfect. None of us. How many, how many ever went 37 in the 35 miles up? You ain't perfect. How many knows what I'm talking about? You know what? Right? None of us perfect. So if we stood before the judge, are we guilty or not? Yes, we're guilty. If we stand before God, the great judge of all things, that knows everything in your heart, guess what? You're guilty. But praise God for Jesus Christ. He paid a price we could not pay. And we are in the grace and the truth that came by Jesus Christ. How many hears that? It says it right there. It says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. If we didn't have Jesus Christ come and pay our price and bring us grace and truth, we would be in trouble, every one of us. Because judgment day, we're really hurting. Aren't you hurting? I don't know I'm hurting. I'm not going to put no white sheet over it. I'm not going to cloud it up with nothing. God knows my heart. God knows my face. God knows my eyes. God knows my ears. God knows every one of us knows where you're at. But he's working on you. Don't you know he's working on you? I can look back and I'm ashamed of myself. But I can look ahead and know that he has drawn me into a better walk with him. He's working on me. He's working on you. I read this already. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. God is truth. Jesus is truth. Then you get down to John 14, 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and he dwells in you. How I many hears that? 
The Holy Spirit is not just some spirit you want to pick up when you want to. It is the spirit of truth. And if you allow the spirit of truth to be in you, everywhere you go, in every situation, I don't care if it's your children you're dealing with, I don't care if it's your job, let the spirit of truth walk in you. Listen to him. How many knows he'll guide you? He'll guide you and bring you to the things that the Savior said for to do. He'll tell him, he'll remind you what Jesus said to do. And you just do that and let God do the rest. Because God knows how to lead his children. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. Then it says in verse 17, no, in verse 26 of John 14, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whosoever I have, whatsoever I have said unto you. And in six, John 16, 13, he says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak. That, that shall he speak, and he knows we need the spirit of truth in us isn't that pretty simple yes Jesus came as grace and truth and brought us to the truth of who the father is he revealed it all but he went away and then he sent the other comforter the Holy Spirit to dwell in each one of us and that's why it doesn't matter if you're a preacher or who you are when the Holy Spirit speaks to you pay attention because he'll speak to any of his children any of them, at any time. Isn't that true? John 17, listen to this, 17, 17, 17 of John. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Wow. That means sanctify means to set us apart. Did you know the truth is supposed to set you apart from others? Quit trying to fit into the world because I'm going to tell you something. He sent the Holy Spirit to separate you, sanctify you, set you apart from this world. Set me apart from my flesh to give me the spirit that will show me and guide me and love me and teach me. And thou hast sent me, as thou hast sent me into the world, Jesus said, even so have I also sent them into the world, talking about his disciples, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. In Romans 1.18, God's wrath against those who rebel against God's truth. For the verse 18 of, of Romans 1, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold, listen to this, because this is our world, they hold the truth in righteousness. They, in unrighteousness, they don't want nobody to bring the truth to them. You know what? You, you can go up there to Congress, and I don't give a who what party they belong to, start speaking the truth about what abortion is, and I can tell you right now, they don't want to talk to you. You, you, are, you will bother them worse than that. Don't talk, start talking to them about transgenders. They can't talk to you about it. 
It doesn't make a bit of sense in here. But the enemy, the evil spirit, the Antichrist is moving in and walking through this world and people jumping on the bandwagon with it. And where's the church? Are we standing up for the truth? Because I'm going to tell you something. My truth, the truth of the Holy Spirit inside says that is a stink in God's nostrils. If he would pass judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, Ken, he's got to pass judgment. He said if the works that were done in Capernaum were done in Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah would have, would have repented. And now I'm talking about where Jesus walked and done his ministry. We have had blessing upon blessing. God has blessed and blessed. And I'm going to tell you what this spirit of truth is. And I'm going to say it because I feel it inside my bones. You know what I watch? I watch Skyler come up here and sing about a promise. And I watch her sister come up here and sing. Can I tell you what they're singing about? I got a daddy that went home. But I got a promise. You know who tells her that? Spirit of truth tells her that. The spirit of the word of God that is true tells her I got my father and he's waiting on me to cross the shore. Let me tell you, everything we need is in him. He's the spirit of truth. And you know what? Most young people, I had my father till he's 85. I had my mother till she was 86. But these young people that have lost their fathers, I want you to understand something, or their mothers, whatever's happened in your life, understand, keep it in Jesus. Because he'll send the spirit of truth, he'll bless you, and he'll use you. I know it's not right. Some things just don't seem fair and right. But it is right when God leads you and guides you. And I want to tell you something. I can't sit still when I see them singing those songs. When I see the Spirit of God come upon them, because what they're singing about, they're holding on to. My faith is in Him. My faith is in the promise of God. Praise God. That's all we got. You know what? That's who we are. Becky, come back up. I ain't half done, but I'm going to quit. It also in verse, in uh, Romans 1, it says in verse 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to discern their own bodies between themselves. They changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forevermore. How many knows they're doing that today? They have turned and they are worshiping the creatures, not the creator. Hollywood can't get over themselves. I'm sorry, they can't. The youth can't get over themselves sometimes because they feed them that, oh, you're so beautiful. You ought to be a model. You ought to be all this. They got these sports kids. Oh, they push at them every day. And you know what they want to do? Glorify their self. Look out. I'm not against the sports. I'm not against beautiful people. But I can tell you right now, if you don't align yourself with the presence of God, and you don't keep yourself there, the enemy's got a plan to destroy you. Destroy you. Jesus has got a plan to salvage you. To rescue you. Isaiah 59, listen to this. In transgressions, verse 13 of 59 Isaiah, in transgressions and lying against the Lord, 
and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. We got so many people telling lies. Can I tell you, we got a lot of lies. I'm sorry, but I, or even adults. And you know what's sad? We'll get duped by them. We get confused on who's telling the truth. What do you think the children's looking at? They can't hardly believe anything that's being said. I don't know if we should have an election or not. Don't know if it's true or not. Don't know if it's going to be right, no matter who gets in. They might vote against you next time. They might. Might vote an animal in. It's goofy, but everything that are going at right now is a little goofy. But it says in verse 14, and judgment is turned away backwards. Boy, that don't sound like it. Judgment's turned away backwards. And justice stands afar off. Oh, no, they're guilty, but we don't want to. Oh, they, they've done some good things, too. We don't, want to, we don't want to drag them up before the court. And then it says, for truth is fallen in the street. Boy, that's the truth. If there's one thing true, that's it. Truth fell in the street. They don't want to face the truth. If you bring the truth, most of them would be in jail and half the people in jail would have to get out of jail because we ain't got room for all of them. And don't build them a nice jail. Send them down to that guy that used to be in Texas and made them wear pink underwear. Whatever it was. He said, I made it to where they don't want to come back. He said, truth has fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. Why is this happening in our nation? Because we did not receive the love of the truth. See, Jesus is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the truth. And when he tells us the truth on ourselves, we don't face it. We don't come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm guilty and I'm sorry. And Lord, I need to repent. No, we run and hide. We run and hide. And that guilt is on us. You ever meet people that's guilty? I sometimes go to funerals and I can tell you the truth. This is my truth. I can look at some people and they can't look me in the face. You know why? They're guilty. I'm sorry. They got a guilt about them and they don't want to be around nothing against them. I was as guilty as they were. But because of Jesus forgave me. And that's all I want to bring to them. Don't you know Jesus loves you? Don't you know he laid down a plan and a rescue you from death and destruction. But we won't see it. We wait till we get so far gone. Look at the woman at the well. All she just did was spoke truth to her. I've gone to a place nobody would give me any mercy. But Jesus gave her mercy. How many hear what I'm saying? Don't you understand? The truth's all we the truth is what we got from God. God is truth. Jesus Christ is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Praise God. We should be walking the truth. If you invite the truth in, he'll be in. 
day apostasy says forever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth we should be seeking God and not knowledge of what this world is I'm sorry but your education as much as I know I need it as much as I'm impressed with people that's that smart but can I tell you I know people I know family people that's so smart they can't see past the end of their nose. They don't understand why everybody don't vote the way they do. They don't understand why they, they're right and everybody else is judgmental. No, it ain't. I've already been judged. Jesus Christ brought mercy. Everybody stand. Yeah. 